This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast on the Rotographs Audio Network. It is Thursday, April 16th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by Brad Johnson. Brad, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We got a kind of a mini slate of games going on today. Yeah, very small. It's going to be a challenge to put together a good roster, and if you're doing uh, GPPs like I like to do, then you're going to maybe have some uh, overlap with other people. Yeah, I was going to ask you if there's any, like, is there a strategy to do today? This is the day where we have uh, <laughs> six games, total of six games, which even is just a baseball fan kind of stinks. Yeah, so we got six games. They're even split up, so you got two in the early slate and four in the late slate. When you when you're looking at these two games on Tuesday, we talked about having money left over. My first draft lineup has 1,100 salary remaining, and I, I just yeah, I don't, I can't see a better way of spending it without just doing something, you know, very predictable. So I'm probably gonna roll with that. Yeah, and for a day like this, it can almost help to have a lot of money left over because that me- probably means that you won't be, you know, running into a duplicate lineup. Yeah. I, uh, I saw something similar when I put mine together, and I forget how much money I ended up spending, but it, I did exactly what we were talking about not doing, was spending <laughs> money for the sake of spending money, you know, which I'm, I don't know, we'll see how that goes. It seems like a day like this is going to be tough, especially in GPP. Yeah, so. I, I went looking for it too, but it's just, you know, I, I figured out how to spend like 400 of it. And then I decided that I preferred the stack, which was you know, one of the reasons to you know sometimes leave money on the table is take advantage of a stack. Mm-hmm. All right, well let's uh, let's try to get into it. I guess uh, yep. I I wrote down just about anybody I think might have a value <laughs> today. But uh, who do you like at catcher? Sure. So if you guys follow the uh, daily grind at all, uh, we started taking uh, fly ball ground ball splits. Uh, Jeff Zimmerman mm-hmm. runs them every day. I pick out a couple that. You know, look particularly good. One of those is uh, Salvador Perez. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up against uh, Tommy Malone, and he has a 805 OPS against flyball pitchers. So you know it lines up pretty well. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and almost I don't know more importantly, but also uh, just pounds on lefties, which is you know oh yeah, there's, still got to there's that split as well. And so, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a double-headed split. <laughs> and he gets Tommy Malone. Yep. Is, and he, he's also extremely aggressive. Malone works around the strike zone, so uh, should get balls to hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote Tommy Malone. The other catcher I liked from the later slate, um, not a pitcher you want to go up against, but Wilson Ramos gets Cole Hamels. Mm-hmm. And streaming against Cole Hamels, uh, it's not always a good pick, but, um, you know, he likes hitting lefties. Yeah, and another thing I wrote in the grind today, it's... Not a bad day to go for counterintuitive uh, mm-hmm. stacks. It's there's so few games that you know any kind of unexpected performance can really be the make or break for your lineup. Ramos is a good pick in that regard. Yeah, yeah, uh, he he has a chance to do all right and probably won't be that popular. No, no, he'll probably well given the slate. Unless people are loading up on Buster Posey, I don't know. Who else you really go with? Travis Stardot is all right. He mm-hmm. tends to bat second these days. 
So that's, you know, a plus. And yeah. uh, who's he facing again? Travis Darno uh, gets uh, Jared Cozart. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so who's, he, who's fine. He's, he's, actually he's a ground ball pitcher. Darno's not really much of a fly ball hitter, so uh, might just end up with a bunch of ground outs. Yeah. Still, you're, you're looking at a good situation in that lineup. Yeah. My Field of Streams contest pick is Jared Cozart today, and... It is fine. You know, I'm not in love with the pick. <laughs> not to not endorse my own pick. Um, I think Jared Kosar could do fine at City Field, but I don't think he's the guy to avoid trying to pick against also. Oh, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> Most of the pitchers today are kind of falling under that, oh, they're fine yeah. uh, mantle. Uh, the exception being Madison Bumgarner. Uh, Cole Hamill's probably up there, too, although the Nationals can hit a bit, especially lefties. Yeah. Um, I had a tweet asking about the Field of Streams contest a bit, and I'll recap this more when I make more picks with Matt, but that's when uh, specifically him and I pick pitchers under mm-hmm. 50% owned in Yahoo. You know, so, so it's a little bit different from DFS. DFS, it's more about streaming and trying to find less obvious guys. And uh, right. early in the season like this, under 50% is tough for sure. But yeah, I have Jared Cosart for a Thursday. And uh and Matt has Archie Bradley. Um and we'll talk about pitchers some more here in a bit. But um who'd you like at first base? Uh first base, uh there's just a decent amount of options. In the early contest, uh, uh Kendris Morales, Kenny Vargas, uh, Adam Lynn, they're all, you know, fine. Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> they're not no one's really standing out as a must play, but with just two games, and they're both at kind of pitcher-friendly stadiums, you know, it's kind of to be expected. Yeah, um, I'd still like Adam Lind. I, I don't... He's obviously has to be picked against a righty, but he's still not very mm-hmm. expensive, you know? And he's doing so far, so far so good there in the Brewers lineup, you know? Um, yeah, he's uh, one of their most consistent hitters so far. Yeah, and... Matt Adams gets Mike Fires. Um, do you have any feelings about this Cardinal stack against the Brewers? Uh, you know, it's on on the one hand, he's one of the he might be the best pitcher of the day, or maybe the highest upside pitcher, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, he can throw his share of clunky outings. So that same could be said of Vargas, Lackey, and Malone. So yeah. I it's, feel like it's yeah. just an ugly little group to work through. You're gonna flip a coin and hope you win. Yeah, I feel like uh, Fires has a, is is volatile. That's the word I keep yes. using. <laughs> could do. He could strike out twelve, but he could also yeah, exactly. Allow that's, that's what makes seven. him the high upside play. Yeah, yeah, not a bad pick in GPP either. Yeah, I wrote Justin Smoke will be a cheap option. I still like Lucas Duda. Uh, I have Duda and power. Smoke for the late slate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if you're looking to spend money like I was, this is one of those guys where, you know, where could I find an elite player and put a lot of money in is, uh, Paul Goldschmidt gets Madison Bumgarner. And again, you don't necessarily want to spend money against an ace like that, but he likes to hit lefties, you know, and hasn't been super dominant so far. I, I he's a great pitcher, but Paul Goldschmidt's also a great hitter. So I wouldn't build on the D-back stack necessarily, but (laughs) Paul Goldschmidt was a place where I found to put a lot of money in because, yeah, he's looking as good as ever and and hits lefties okay. So I don't know. I feel okay about that one. Um, Uh, Another expensive option is Encarnacion. It's more of a stadium pick than anything else. mm -hmm. Uh, 
the Rogers Center is just like a at least one standard deviation better than all the other stadiums in play today, if not more than that. Mm-hmm. So you're just starting at a better position. Uh, he's kind of not hitting quite yet very much. Mm-hmm. And he had a slow start last year, too, so I'm inclined to think yeah, that maybe he just needs to heat up. Uh, so it might be a little too early to jump on the bandwagon, especially since he cost 4400 He was the guy last year. You just reminded me. I came very close to trading for and uh right before he went off. And I forget who I traded for instead, but it was someone who did not do nearly as well. <laughs> and it was uh, kind of heartbreaking because his owner had about finally given up on him a month in. And I ended up trading for somebody else and it did not. And, you know, then you see the guy go off. Yeah. And the point is that I would not give up on him anytime soon. You know? Right. Um, he'll, he'll come around. <laughs> oh, yeah. At second base. Uh, I wrote five names. My favorite, personally, and I wonder if you'll agree, uh, Brian Dozier gets Jason oh, yeah. Vargas. Definitely my favorite. Again, uh, gets to pound on lefties. And, you know, Vargas, flyball guy, and I don't know. I, I like, Matt always gives me a hard time. I like Jason Vargas in the right matchup. Um, at least as a spot starter. I picked him in the contest a few times last year. He's not very, not usually owned that much, doesn't strike out many guys, but, um, I think he has his opportunities where he can be okay. I also don't think he's a guy to avoid streaming against at all. You know, there's no, no reason no. Brian Dozier can't do some damage against him. Um, Dozier loves hitting lefties. Um, was he a specific fly ball hitter guy? Uh, no, it's just, uh, he mashes those lefties. Uh, the, my only concern is Vargas is a pretty good command and control guy. Dozier is a pure pole hitter when it comes to power, so Vargas really just needs to stay away if he wants to avoid giving up a home run. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, you know, pitchers, they can't just, you know, feast on one spot usually with a guy. They'll still get a hit if they're very predictable, so he'll probably come in at some point. Maybe Dozier can take advantage. Mm-hmm. Another I- guy I had my eyes on was uh, Scooter Jeanette. Uh, sure. Uh, Carlos Gomez is hurt, so he's probably going to bat leadoff. Yeah, that would uh that'll change his value quite a bit, you know. Um, and he's a nice and cheap option, and one of the few lefties in that Brewers lineup uh, against John Lackey. I wrote uh Colton Wong. Um, if you're looking to spend some money, could be okay. Daniel Murphy gets Cozart, and then uh, again we think this guy's overrated, but you might have a lot of money. Uh, D Gordon gets Dylan G, and uh, that's a platoon advantage for him, and also a guy that. If they go off at City Field, could do just fine, you know. But Brian Dozier's my favorite for sure. Um, how about at shortstop? Any shortstops stick out to you? Sure. Uh, Wilmer Flores showed up on that uh ground ball fly ball split. Uh, Flores is a guy who hits uh ground ball pitchers better. Has a 808 OPS and a fairly small sample. Uh, so you know he's a decent play. Hits down in the Mets lineup. He's only 2400. Uh, on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. The a... alternative that I see to him, at least in the late contest, is probably Jose Reyes. Yeah. Batting first, uh, 3,800. So it's just, do you have that 1,400 to spend? Yeah. Chris Archer has a pretty strong weakness to lefties and mm-hmm. switching Reyes with, who he has pretty small splits. Um, should be able to do something about that, hopefully. I also wrote Alcides Escobar at Tommy Milan. If you think that the Royals are going to do well against him, 
That's yeah, uh, that's definitely a guy you can take advantage of, especially if he's at the top of the lineup. Yeah, he's pretty boring, but you know, if you need to fill that shortstop spot. The other one, I think I did this also just trying to spend money, was uh Ian Desmond against Cole Hamels. Again, platoon advantage and not a, a pitcher you'd usually try and stream against, but if you want a guy that can hit lefties, you know. Luckily, defense is not counted in DFS because <laughs> Desmond having trouble with his errors, but could still produce. I think he just hit his first home run finally, and I don't know. He's plenty talented, either with power or with speed, you know. Um, yeah, he offers th- a bunch of different ways to produce value, which is uh, always a plus. Yep. How about third base? Third base, uh, well, it's kind of iffy today, especially the early contest. I've kind of pulled aside Trevor Plouffe, mm-hmm. and he's... He has a bad history against Vargas. I don't buy into batter pitcher splits at all, but I know a lot of people do. And so if you're somebody who, you know, is concerned about him going something like two for 25 against Vargas, then maybe stay away and go with like Matt Carpenter against, uh, Fears. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, Aramis Ramirez is looking, you know, kind of shaky at the plate right now. Mike Moustakis will be facing a lefty. So you don't really have much to choose from. Yeah. For that early contest. On FanDuel, I believe, uh, Ezreal Cabrera was uh, listed as a third baseman, and that was all right. A uh, switch hitter against Aaron Sanchez in Toronto, and Aaron Sanchez is one of the shakiest pitchers on the slate today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've i talked about him a few times on here. I like Aaron Sanchez. I have him on the bench in a league, and I would hold on to him there and wait and see what he can do, but that first start went pretty badly for him, you know. And, you know, Toronto's a hitter-friendly park, so I don't, I don't love his dribble Cabrera, but he should, he has a chance of, I mean, he'll hit in the uh, middle of the Tampa Bay order. And yeah, he usually looking, bats third. Yeah, so, um, he could do, could do something, but, um, it's a, it's a tough position today, for sure. Uh, yeah, how about they, outfield? I have a yeah, bunch um, of outfielders written down. I have guys like, uh, Lorenzo Cain, because Tommy yes. Malone. Lorenzo um, Cain's on my list. He uh, likes to have, hit lefties. I have uh, Ryan Braun simply because I needed to figure out how to spend money. Yeah, uh, I did the. I think I did the same. On one of my rosters, yeah. Um, um, Jason Hayward's an option. Sure, and I feel like anytime you pick Jason Hayward, he matches fairly well with Matt Holliday. Yes, he matches well with Matt Holliday and uh, Chris Carpenter. If you're going to go, I mean Matt Carpenter. If you're going to mm-hmm. go for that stack. Mm-hmm. With Carlos Gomez out, there's a good chance Gerardo Parra can find himself in the lineup. Yep. And that's a cheap option for a guy that can hit righties pretty well. And I also uh, have my eye on Chris Davis, even though he won't have the platoon advantage. Uh, he's just looked pretty good to me this year. I've watched a couple of his games. He's a little more gap-to-gap than he's been in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he'll have a nice breakout season. Yeah, I like Chris Davis for sure for some cheap power. If he's back and if he's in the lineup again, uh, Jason Worth likes to hit lefties, and he gets oh, yeah. old teammate Cole Hamels um, a little bit under the radar, but could definitely do something. Dalton Pompey gets Chris Archer, and Dalton Pompey, along with Reyes, is a switch hitter, and Chris Archer does not like to pitch against opposite-handed uh, guys, and so that could be helpful for Pompey, who yesterday got moved down to eighth in the order, and he responded by hitting a home run, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, hopefully he gets bumped back up. Yeah, and uh, one of the good left-handed hitters in the Rays lineup to go against Aaron Sanchez, Kevin Kiermeyer. 
Ferrick yes. Kiermaier guy. Um, they've kind of been moving around the lineup a bit, but um, he, uh, I don't know, if you're, I, if I think Sanchez has some of the biggest blow-up potential today after his debut went so badly, you know, and like you said, it's a real good park to pitch in, so, or to hit in, so Kevin right. Kiermaier there wouldn't be so bad. Um, if he's in the lineup, Christian Yelich at Dylan G. Um, and then this uh, late game, D-backs Giants, has some options, none of them I love. I wrote Mark Trumbo against uh, Bumgarner because, again, it's a platoon advantage. I could see him going over four with four strikeouts for sure. That's a mm-hmm. volatile option, but if you're looking for a GPP, um, I love these guys that have boom or bust potential, whether it's Chris Carter, George, George Springer, or uh, Mark Trumbo, for sure, because things go right, they can go real right, you know, if he hits one, he can hit two, so. Oh yeah, that's, those are, uh, you know, those high-risk, high-reward plays. At the same time, you gotta be careful how many of those you put on the same lineup uh, here. Mm-hmm. Because it can easily you turn into a zero. start putting your odds way too long at some point, uh, yep. so you gotta, you gotta strike a balance. Yep. So, um, I wrote Mark Trumbo. I don't have a huge faith in that, but worth noting, because again, he has the advantage. But yeah, he, and he should be pretty unpopular against Bumgarner. Yep, yep. And then, um, yeah, and then Angel Pagan, Nori Aoki, Brandon Belt, I'll get Archie Bradley. I wanted to ask you what you think about Archie Bradley. Matt has Archie Bradley in the contest. Looked great in his debut. Hadn't been great in the minor leagues in the last year or so. Um, top prospects has a chance in the Arizona rotation now, and most importantly on FanDuel, is super cheap for today for a guy that, you know, there's no reason he can't do what he did again. Right, so with Bradley, my concern is his repertoire. He mm-hmm. basically throws a fastball and a curveball. He has a changeup that he shows, but it's not really something he trusts. Yeah. So he's really a two-pitch guy. Those pitches are good. It's just you don't see too many guys succeed very long with two pitches. Yeah, um, especially as the league sees it a bit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of guys who are comparable right now. Uh, Drew Pomeranz, kind of a two-pitch guy. Yeah. Uh, Tony it's hard Sardani to do. Was. It's hard to uh, do, for yeah, sure. It's just, yeah, it's just not very common. So that's my concern with him. <laughs> the stadium works in his favor, so you know, even if it's not really going well, he might... Get a couple home runs saved by just deep outfield. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I I was kind of interested in him, and then I saw his uh, at least his Fanduel price was something like five thousand dollars, and that it also contributed to having plenty of money to spend. You know, because uh, yeah, I'm not he's he's not a great option, but there's no reason he can't do well. You know, and if you're doing a GPP, I like those guys with upside. You know, he's a lot more interesting than. Dylan G or, you know, John Lackey. Right. Some of the, or Jason Vargas or Tommy Malone, who are both at least a little bit interesting. Um, Tommy Malone did well in his debut and could match up against the Royals fine. Um, are there any other starters that stuck out to you? We talked about Mike Fires and his, uh, high ceiling. I'm, you know, it's a rough day for pitching. Yeah. I'm probably going to have a Bumgarner lineup in there just to, you know, take advantage of that usually reliable production. Uh, I'll have some kind of gamble, whether it's Cosart or Bradley or Archer. I'm not even sure who it's going to be at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll just kind of be throwing a dart at something, hoping for the best. Yeah. 
we never mentioned Doug Fister, um, mostly because there aren't any Philly sitters that were <laughs> really excited about matching up against Doug Fister, which is a good sign for Doug Fister. So he's a quality pitcher, not going to rack up strikeouts, but he's certainly capable of a good outing, especially against a team like that that hardly hits. So Right. My concern with Fister is... Well, he costs 9000 which is yeah. a little steep for who he is. Yeah. And then, you know, the Phillies do have enough lefties that they can, you know, just kind of pop something out of nowhere. I mean, they actually hit pretty well against Matt Harvey the other day, so you, know, they're not, you, you can't just count them out completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't mention him, but uh, Cody Ashey, their third baseman, has looked a little better this year. Yeah. Uh, he's only 2700 in FanDuel. Uh, maybe he's... You know, kind of a stealthy late night play. Yeah. And then, uh, I, I do have my eyes on Chase Utley as well, just cause second base is so shallow. Yeah. Yep. Um, so not a lot of great options on, on, uh, <laughs> Thursday to pitch, but again, a small slate. It's okay to think outside the box and, and hope for something good, you know? Exactly. Cool. All right. Well, uh, Brad, is there anything else you'd like to add before we get on out of here for this, uh, six game day? <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, you're gonna have to, you know, just do your best to come up with something unique. And this is a lot more of a lottery ticket than, you know, most days are gonna be. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot less skill involved when it comes to such a small slate. Yep. Hope you guys gonna get creative. And then also, Brad, I don't know if you heard, um, when I recorded with Matt, uh, Matt is looking to update his Twitter name and mm-hmm. we decided, uh, we'd like to have a contest, uh, to decide, we'd like to have a contest to rename his Twitter feed, but more importantly, we're going to have a contest to figure out what the contest should be to rename his Twitter name. So, uh, we're opening up to fans I'd like to hear on Twitter on comments what you think not necessarily what you think Matt's new Twitter name should be but how you think we should decide it is step one so we're going huh. contest to contest and it's our first field of streams contest so uh, plug in that again it's an open contest if you feel like you have any ideas of how we should figure out how to rename his Twitter feed but he joked about it and I have now committed him to this experiment <laughs> uh, yeah um, speaking of Twitter I'm Dylan Higgins on Twitter at HigginsMLB. Love hearing from you guys what you think about the show or just if you have any DFS questions. Brad is at Baseball A Team. And, uh, you get your share questions too, sure. Oh yeah. And, uh, I usually get back pretty quickly. Um, better about responding to comments to my articles. So if you want me right away, I get those to my email inbox. Uh, Twitter doesn't show up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'd like to hear from you guys. Definitely, uh, your feedback's appreciated. Anyway, we can hear from you. And, uh, I think that'll do it for us here on Thursday. So, uh, for Brad, I'm Dylan. Good luck with your lineups in this short slate, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.